real easy. Let me, I got it. Let me, I got it. I got it. First of all, <laughs> funeral shouldn't cost shit because you should have life insurance. That's one. Uh, two, pick and choose all you want with what you accept from people because they don't got to give you shit. So the fact that you parted your lips to say you didn't give us enough or you told me you were going to take care of it. Yeah, I didn't think you want to spend $60,000 on a goddamn funeral. Uh, guess what I wasn't about to spend? $60,000 on a goddamn funeral. <laughs> What up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Once again, when you hear the questions, we hear the questions. Anything goes. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rizy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. I just want to know how the L.A. Chargers coach got home. <laughs> That's, that's all. I, I, does anybody like? Did he catch a ride with a fan? Hey, we did confirmed he, he got home. <laughs> <laughs> did he book with Southwest? Cause ain't no way he flew back with the team, bro. Man, and, and I I'm extra, he I'm extra mad. I'm extra mad because he messed up my parlay. He messed it up, so it's over with. Uh, but I, I can't believe they blew that lead. But when I saw the halftime score, I was like, they should be up more. They had five turnovers and were only up 27-7. I was like, that's that's not enough. They should be up by a bigger margin than that. So uh, meltdown in Jacksonville. Our homeboy was there to witness it. Uh, so shout out to you, Sherman, and the missus. You guys were able to witness some history. I think it's the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. Yeah. Uh, so that was, I guess that was cool. Uh, that's all I got, man. Other than that, uh, folks, remember the sneaker ball coming up February 17th. Three Brothers No Sense going to be in the building. Get your tickets. I think VIP is already sold out, so I'm sure General Mission is probably slim to none. So get your tickets while you can. And they are stressing to wear a tux or suit, fellas. Apparently, some of y'all was acting up last year just wearing polos or button downs. Suits or tux, okay? It's a ball. So treat it as such. I think they say with tie and everything. Like, I think they were kind of. Yeah, yeah. You can't do like the turtleneck combo or anything <laughs> like that that folks love to do. Like, yeah, got to have a shirt and tie, bow ties if you're going to do that. You know, you can do a necktie. That's fine. But it, it has to be an actual shirt and tie. Wow. What you got for us, Rozzy? Uh Me? Uh, finally, Pepsi is can- canceling Sierra Mist. I'm so excited because that crap is nasty. Oh my god. So but the funny part about it is they're replacing it with a a, a new lemon lime soda called Starry. I don't I don't I don't know what Pepsi is be that thinking. Your joke? No, that is Bro, that is is dead serious. They're canceling Bro. Sierra Mist and they're replacing it with the new brand called Starry. I got, and, I got to ask Rosie. Hold on. Pause for a second, sir. <laughs> How do you be finding out all these random things? Like, do you have subscription to like (laughs) nigga gets what? Like, what? What is? You know, you always come with the most random. You know, do you Google this stuff? It was on Business Insider. So you know they're they're reporting on Pepsi. Um, You know, I got to follow for the investments and that type of thing, and that's a big deal for Pepsi. Um, and, And PepsiCo is to replace. Sierra Mist, but I don't think anybody. I've never ran upon uh, across anybody that said, "Man, I like Sierra Mist." Like I literally will be like, "Oh, y'all got Pepsi products? I can't drink your lemon lime soda because I hate Sierra Mist so bad." So they messed up when they got rid of Seven Up in general, um, and so now they're trying to do a third new lemon lime soda. So, but I I want to taste it, of course, when it comes out, whenever I can find it. But yeah, it you know for the two people that love Sierra Mist out there. Sorry, uh, you guys won't be able to get Sierra Mist anymore. So this is how far behind I am. I didn't realize they canceled Seven Up until you said it. I was like, "Yo, I haven't seen a Seven Up in years." <laughs> I was gonna challenge so, on that one. I don't know. They, they, so <laughs> the the folks who own, I think, Dr Pepper is with Seven Up. So I can't remember that company, but yeah, they they are offshoot. Uh, and so when they split, Seven Up went, and that's when Pepsi brought out Sierra Mist. Because they were like, oh, we need a, we need a lemon lime soda too. Yeah, that's trash. 
it's it's so bad it's so nasty so that's all i got man uh on the the return of of shows vikings valhalla season two is out so if you guys like vikings um you know valhalla is not as great as the the original vikings but it's uh, a pretty good show so that's out there and um i want to say shout out to sophie and apologize to her because she has been trying to get me on an anime for the longest and you guys know i love anime but the promised neverland is a dope dope anime that she has been trying to get me on we finally started watching it Haley actually likes it and she hates anime so just to let you know if you want a kind of a easy end uh it starts off really really cute and gets dark really fast but uh if you like drama if you like um like mysteries if you like that type of stuff it's a really dope anime to kind of start watching anime uh it's not really kid friendly and kid safe but i don't know how the kids ended up watching it before i did but you know it is what it is uh it's it's animated so you know blood and gore is fine in anime but yeah so take the, check those out uh, vikings valhalla season two and then promise neverland is back oh and um the other one is vinland saga if you like anime that came out so i'm on my viking kick right now so vinland saga is another one that season two just dropped and so go check those out i did start watching willows since you uh brought up shows i'm only through episode one and uh didn't see that coming <laughs> um started kaleidoscope last week yeah that shows all over the place i can't even tell you where i'm at because i don't know which colors um i've, I've watched so far but mm-hmm. um Mm, very very ingenious on how they're doing the show yeah it's 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 dope i mean just gotta think through it the i see how they say you can watch it multiple times and get kind of a different feel from watching it in different orders so yeah it's it's dope okay uh byron i wanted to bring you back in can you give us an update on the house um well they came back after we last recorded they came back and uh, voted on different rules and things like that uh they made it extremely easy to where if they're not pleased with speaker mccarthy they can call a vote to remove him and vote on another speaker uh so their their retort to that is that's how it's always been it only changed when pelosi became speaker so good luck with that uh also they are going to be investigating biden as you know they found some documents at uh, Biden's house, and I know liberals want to try to dismiss it, dismiss it as a nothing burger, but it is kind of a big deal. Because first off, they found they found these first set of documents, and it took the White House two months to admit that they found them. Then they found some, and then they assured us that that was it. And then they found more documents at his house, and it took them like two days to admit that. Now the difference is because I know conservatives are going to try to conflate the two and say, see. Huh? Y'all was all on Trump and Biden doing the same thing. The difference is Biden and the White House are cooperating. Trump and them were pretty much, <laughs> they pretty much slammed the door in the Fed's face like, oh, nah, ain't nobody here. <laughs> they closed the door. And so they had to get a subpoena. And that's why they raided his house. So there is a big difference. But to the casual voter, all they hear is documents at Biden's house, documents at Trump's house. What's the difference? Yeah. Now, so did, didn't, didn't Biden's move. Biden's administration actually say, "Hey, we found them," and and let the feds know? Like the feds didn't find oh, them. Oh, immediate, immediately. Like it was yeah. it was it was Biden's lawyer. As a, yeah. as a matter of fact, Biden's lawyer found it, and he doesn't have the clearance. He saw that it was classified. Once he saw the first page, he stopped, called the Department of Justice, and they came in and retrieved them. And it wound up being they thought it was only one page, and wound up being six pages. So they are co-op now. I don't think they have been as forthcoming as they should be, but they are cooperating. And that's a huge difference between Biden and Trump. Yeah, because I, I, I'll let you know, it, it's classified documents do get mixed in every once in a while. Like the, 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 I hate to say it, but it happens. Like, you yeah, know, more, I, I more say you. how I know. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. Let, let's let's talk about the 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 humanity of it and I'm not covering for Biden you know yeah. like I, I agree with you Rosie. you know those things happen <laughs> so is this is this bigger than we think it is like is it a 
misjudgment. He just got caught. You know, like, hey, I'm taking this home to read it today. I'll bring it back tomorrow. And crap, I forgot to bring it back. So they are assuring us that it was just nothing more than like, kind of like how Rosie described, like a mistake. Like it's nothing. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't intentional. It's nothing. It's not like they were trying to hide anything. And classified like is very broad too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. My my only my only worry is that, like I say, the general population is going to hear it and say both sides. They're going to do the whole both sides do it thing. Oh, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. No worries. It's going to happen. So like, don't, don't even worry about it. Like it's, it's there. Like, you know, like don't, don't like, I wonder if they're going to do this. No, no, it's, it's already in the atmosphere. My bad. So. He like, don't worry. It's going, it's going. It's there. It's no need to worry. It's already, you know. Oh man, true that, true that. <laughs> um, well, uh, we'll kick off the. I'll take a step back. When you hear this recording, it will be uh, Martin Luther King Day. So uh, happy Martin Luther King Day to all our people. Hopefully, you are off work, and if you are at work, half <laughs> you should have been close. <laughs> They should have been close, unless you're in hospitality, because I might go out to eat tomorrow or something like that. Now I need y'all to <laughs> give them the service I need. But all right, so we're gonna take a step back and have a, a moment of silence. Uh, we lost one of our classmates, Henry McGuire, aka Henri. He passed this uh, week before from a uh, aortic aneurysm, and the services were this past Saturday. He was a class of '99. 99er and um, he will be missed he was well known in the mobile community he was a photographer and so he was always out and about so to the family and friends uh, our condolences so let's have a quick moment of silence alrighty thank you so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the program as you know it. Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast where anything goes. Uh, Rizzy, do we have Sophie available today? She She's not, but she did send me a joke. So y'all going to have to get my delivery. Y'all ready? So um, she, she sent me a, a, a meme or whatever, and it said, if a stork delivers babies, what bird prevents babies? A swallow. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> that might be your best one yet. <laughs> that might be your best one yet. First of all, we know Sophie didn't do that joke. I know, I know, good and guy doggone well. My my god daughter didn't do that joke. <laughs> I hope she didn't do that joke. <laughs> But that might be your best one yet, sir. No, I, I think it came up after a joke that she sent. You know how you, you swipe yeah, okay. and it like can't, okay. it comes up. Okay. I think she sent me a TikTok or sent me a, a reel and it came up after. But yeah, it, 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 it however, so whatever Sophie sent me prompted that one to come up. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Buff is still quiet. It was good. It was pretty good too. <laughs> right. It was pretty right. good too. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting off the new year, okay, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I want to. I want to shout out to Huli Melvin of Truth Be Told uh, Sports Podcast. He he actually we were talking. We were on Call of Duty, uh, and he says he enjoys my jokes. And he said, "You two brothers need to get off my back because he likes them." I mean, that's yeah, just he's, hearsay. He's nice. <laughs> we talk to Huli all the time. And he never told us that your jokes are good. So until he tells us your jokes are good. Hooli, feel free to let us know how you feel about Rizzy's jokes. I admire just... the fact that he still tells his jokes. So I, I, I appreciate your confidence and dedication to your jokes. Because <laughs> people stop. like to be nice to Rizzy. Oh yeah, people do like because he's oh, light skinned. <laughs> oh, 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 so it's light skinned. We just <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, you know. It is what it is. But that was a good one, bruh. 
<laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So who wants to go first today? Uh, I can I can grab it. Um, so we, we, we talked a bit about the NFL. I would say the last two episodes now. Let's go ahead and make it three, especially with playoffs in full swing and the Chargers messing up my parlay. Oh, I already said that. Okay, I'm going to let that go. Um, so <clears throat> about five years ago, I said that I don't think the NFL is going to be around in 25 years. And I, that was like when CTE was becoming a huge issue. And then recently we just saw what happened with Demar Hamlin and people again were talking about how dangerous the sport is. And I know a lot of football players who play don't want their sons to play. And I'm seeing more and more parents say they don't want their kids to play. So when I say the NFL won't be around in 25 years, what I really mean is it won't be the top sport that it is now. The talent pool won't be what it is. It's kind of like, you know, you got you guys know I love boxing. Boxing used to be one of the top sports. Uh, but when sports like football came along, big, big athletic, strong guys started playing that sport. So the talent pool in boxing dropped dramatically to where it wasn't as interesting to as many people as it used to be. And so a lot of fans turned away. So now it's kind of like a a background sport, so to speak. I feel like that's what football will become in another 20 years or so. I could be dead and thrown. It probably could be full thriving 20 years from now. But that is like my bold prediction. What do you guys think about that? Or is the machine too strong to where we can literally see somebody die on the field? I know we saw DeMar Hamlin, but he was resuscitated and brought back. But if we actually saw someone down the field, Football is so large that it still will keep trucking on. What are your guys' thoughts on that prediction that I have? I I I disagree. I I think the spectacle that you speak of, right? The the big hits and the near death and all of that stuff is what keeps people interested, right? Like I, I feel like that that pool is large enough that I think it's going to continue on right there are a lot of people that don't want their kids to play and and like you say are are second guessing it but there's plenty of people that still want to take send their kids to the little league parks and and want the big hits and train their kids and and everything and I I think that the people that could have made it to the league or you know or that will make it to the league are still going to be the ones that keep going and keep pushing. So I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. The only way that I see the NFL dying in 25 years is if a new sport comes along, that's just as big of a spectacle that gives us that wow factor and, and maybe, you know, is a little safer. So like you say, the, the talent can start shifting towards that or, or something like that. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie real steel, uh, but Real Steel is where the the robot boxers and stuff and like it, it got to the point where okay I don't need people in, in the in the arena or whatever but I can still get that wow factor and all of that that may be something that kind of changes the landscape but for what we have today and everything it's going to take a new sport or something else that gives us a, as big of a spectacle if not the nfl is it I, I i just i don't see anybody walking away and saying oh that's too bloody for me i don't want to watch it like people don't care and i think the pool is is a large enough and there's enough people that want to play it that next 25 years is definitely safe so let me be clear i don't think people will ever like the thir- the thirst for violence is always there. From we went from gladiators, I mentioned boxing, to football. So that thirst will always be there. My 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 point is that the talent, you know, so many like the the more talented people will no longer play it, like we have now. The pool 
won't be as large, full of talent to where the game won't be as good. We have excess. This is the third attempt by the XF, XFL. They have big hits. They mm-hmm. have violence. But don't nobody really watch it because they're not that good. And so that's what I'm saying about the NFL, like where the talent pool shrinks so much to where the product won't be as great as it used to be. Uh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. My answer still no. Uh, <laughs> but it made me rethink it a little bit because to your first point, the machine is too big. Yeah. People grow up Dallas Cowboys fans wanting to play for the cow. You can have not an athletic bone in your body wanting to play for that team you grew up on, the 49ers. You're going to have that favorite player that still makes you think that you want to get out there. Um, people are going to, and so it's passed on. Like it's, you're, you know, the family, it's almost a family legacy of the ga- the games and stuff like that. So, as long as they can still tailgate and do all those things and no sport does it like the NFL. Any other sport in America can be replaced outside of the NFL or, or NFL or college football simply because there's one game a week. You follow you you know, it's only one day or two days out of the week, you know, that you're watching that team, now three, whatever. But you're gonna sit down and watch the 49ers or the, the Packers play and you go tailgate. That's all you got. It's not like the Lakers, they got a game Wednesday, they got a game Friday, baseball, they have a double header. It's all my attention for the next two to three hours, and every New England Patriots fan in the country can sit down at the same time and watch the same game. Because we only get to watch it once. It's only 17 games that we're going to watch. And uh, it's a, to me, the marketing is too strong. Like it's, it's a part of a culture. Like, I don't care. You're a heat fan. Do you watch every heat game? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, but you're also a Colts fan. You probably the percentage of Colts games you watch is high, especially when they have a good team is higher than it is with the heat because you can't catch all what? 82, 83 games. Then if they make it to the playoffs, like it, it, it's it's almost impossible. So there's that. The talent. I mean, maybe people who have more options or access to resources and other opportunities might steer their kids in a different way, a direction, right? Because mm. uh, you think when we went to high school, um. Yeah, football, basketball, then kind of had track and soccer and baseball. And baseball, yeah, like the, yeah. the tertiary ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no badminton. We don't have lacrosse. We don't have all these other sports that, you know, we didn't have a swim team. Did we have a swim team? We had a swim had team a pool. and a golf team. We had a pool. <laughs> yeah, we, we had, had a swim, swim team, team and a golf team. We had a swim no, team. We didn't have no swim team. Who, who's on a swim team? I, I can't I, remember because most of us couldn't swim. But uh, I think I, I think swim. Henri was on the uh, swim team. I don't know about all that. But uh, get so, an archery team. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is like I don't. So the people who don't have access are going to default to what they know. It's it's part of the culture, you know. The appeal of my eight year old son going out to at that say I was still in Mobile, still in Tomaville, Figures Park, Gargus Park, one time for old school going up there and starting his football career and making it to the league that, that that's a dream you know it, it's 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 a lofty goal a hell of a dream but maybe that's my only way of getting out of here that's my only way of getting out of this situation and that's an American dream for a lot of people having that athlete that can take them out of the hood because you see it so many times yeah. And and not so much to take me out of the hood, but it's it's that still that popularity of the football team and that's that's the folks, right, in school and the popularity that comes with that and like especially in the smaller towns, right? Like the football team can go in and they can order some beer and all of that because you know the the Friday night lights type thing. I I think that culture is still yeah. there. The baseball team can't do that, right? I mean, you got to think 
your baseball team gets an average of 40 to 50 people coming to each game. Kind of like you're talking about, right? Even the basketball team, the, the stadiums or the arenas or whatever, the gyms only hold 150, 200 people. Where you're talking about the football game, you can get a thousand people, two thousand people, maybe ten thousand people on a you know big game type thing. So that's the difference. There is the popularity that comes with the sport uh, is why people are going to gravitate towards it and still yeah. want to play it. Yeah, um, and a couple of things I want to clarify. I'm not trying to make it a black or white thing or whatever because um, it's it's it's, it's access to everybody. So a couple of points, um, and maybe because we're from the south and that's what dominates is football we don't see I don't see it but think about it have they ever made a outside of Coach Carter like all these are football movies you can go watch a high school football game and be entertained you can go watch a college football game and be entertained they'll make movies about all these things but nothing else is as entertaining that you know think about what was it uh, Varsity Blues Redneck, middle of Texas. This is gonna get you out. This is gonna get you a scholarship. This is gonna get you out of hood. This is gonna, well, their little you know country redneck hood. You know, <laughs> like this is your opportunity. And as long as football is an opportunity to get people uh, a better option, it's still it's gonna be popular. And let's be honest, those hits. As much as we hate to see anybody get hurt. If we can see a nice crack back or a nice a big hit every play and nobody gets hurt, we'll be all for it. Uh, you guys are more than likely right. And I admit that it's it's a sh- extremely bold prediction. So when we're 61 and the Super Bowl is still the biggest sporting event in the world, well, at least in America, uh, you guys can say, hey, you're wrong, Buff. But I think you guys are, are not seeing the force. I just think... There are so many, like we're in a generation now where you can make money without leaving your house through social media and and things like that. There are so many other ways now to make money. We've seen prominent players just quit, like Andrew Luck, quit. Uh, Had a a cornerback, I think his, I forgot his name. He he had a brother in the league as well too. Just quit in the prime of their, their lives. That's just two examples, but I just think that it's going to come a point in time where, A, the talent pool is just not going to be what it was. And I'm telling you, when it, when when the game is not as good as it should be, people are not going to watch. Like when the NFL went on strike and they had those replacement players in there, nobody was really watching. People watch football, yeah, for the, the violence and everything, but they they like the talent that they see. It's, it's, it's great to watch. The catches, the passes, the hits and everything is great. If that... If that talent starts to suffer, ratings are going to drop. And I okay. just and I think that over time, as less and less people find less harmful ways to make money, they're going to do it. And, and the talent pool won't be what it is right now. But we'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm probably more than likely wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that if the talent pool dries up like that, then yeah i do think that we would see kind of the death of the nfl maybe not football right uh in general but maybe the nfl um and and, but i i think when you think through i don't see that talent pool drying up because i don't think it's all about money for every guy i don't think it's about getting out of the hood for every uh, guy that tries to make it to the league i i really do think it's for for a lot of those kids it really is just the dream of playing in the league when it comes, and they 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 are starting to be MCU like. Like a, a criticism of the MCU is like they're hitting us with too many movies back to back. Now it used to be you get your one or two movies and you get to sit on it and and enjoy. It. And now it's like almost every other month there's a new movie. Thursday night football, sometimes Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like mm-hmm. yeah. They, I, they need to get rid of Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football has been trash for a few years now because you're taking players that have played in the game on Sunday and it, you know, it takes time for those bodies to heal and you're asking them to go out there like three or four days later and play again. Like, they're doing too much. I know they're trying to grow the game and play games in London and Mexico City. So... I'll, 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 I'll give you this. I can see the sport deteriorating 
not due to the talent pool, because I think with sports medicine and everything we're 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 in, is they're 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 breeding athletes. They're making them. What I see is the rules taking the game away. Like you're 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 one step away from flag football. Yeah. Especially you know. on the quarterback. I can see yeah. that. I, I think they're two they they are Patrick Mahomes, who's another top quarterback right now. Like they're getting to the point to now where like just put flags on the quarterback. Don't tackle him anymore. Right, right. Well, it, yeah, it's so, I mean, it's the difference of like you talking about the sports medicine and even the the increase in the equipment and everything. Right, like I can hit harder because they put more padding on me, and so and it protects me a little bit more. So now I can hit harder, and now they breed me to be able to hit harder and everything. And that's why, like rugby, they don't even wear pads, right? And and less people get hurt in rugby than they do in football. Right, and if you look at yeah. rugby, it's it's pretty beastly. Like those dudes oh, be yeah. out there doing their oh, thing. Yeah. So I I think it's yeah. one of those things that yeah I can't see a little bit of that where the rules, the increase in the padding, causing the accidents and all of that is it's it is getting to be a lot. But I just don't see it in, in twenty five years, maybe in fifty. You know, at that point, we're like, okay. You know, okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, now Buff, I'll, I'll give you one more. Um, it might not be the talent pool. It might be the evolution of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Like they they may they may want to watch a um, a Madden um, tournament before they watch the actual NFL. Not even that. I just think about yeah. We still have kids that will go out there and play, but think about how much we went out and played just football, like sideline tackle like we there was it was a rougher generation as a generation becomes less physical and and not even just like the 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 hard nose we're tackling in the, on concrete type stuff i'm talking about kids not going outside like how many times has ollie gone outside and just played a pickup football game mm-hmm. you know versus how many times you had or we had by that age and so the appeal for the violence I, li- I like somebody else doing it but I ain't about to I ain't about to get hit right there like that so um that might take some of it away where the kids aren't as you know I mean I've seen kids get their teeth, teeth knocked in knocked out you know playing sideline tackle or something like that back in the day these kids ain't doing that same thing not as much there's still kids out there doing it but it's not the same because for most of us there was no other options we didn't you know we can sit there and game all day take your ass outside and now that that take your ass outside generation is gone the sports that come along with those those natural sports and activities that come along with those uh it, die it's it's definitely hard to fathom so, but yeah, that's that's all I got, man. And and, and to, to echo what you said, Ferg, how our generation love violence, we had a game called B Spice. <laughs> Just an excuse to punch each other. <laughs> yeah. That, we were stupid. <laughs> oh, um, man. I mean, think about all of it. Sideline tackle, you know. I don't know what y'all call it, but pick them up, pick them up and bust them like, you know, like just, you know, like that was just so throw the ball in the air and catch it and run as back and forth as many times as you can without getting knocked the hell out. The game. Like, you gotta think, who came up with that? Like, so your kids be like, so y'all didn't keep scoring? No, no, no. It's just, no. It's, it's, the score reset once you lost the ball. So if you, if you can make it back and forth three times, you got three. So when so Byron we, got the ball, you back at zero. So when, when did the game end? When when too many kids had to go in to eat dinner, yeah. street lights came on. Yeah. So. Or everybody was too hurt. Yeah. yeah so. All right, who got next, man? Razzy, go ahead and knock it out. Alright. Um so I don't know if y'all saw the news about um Big Scar and Gucci Man. So if you guys don't know, Big Scar was an artist, a recording artist on Gucci Man's label, and um, passed away. And Gucci Man sent ten thousand dollars. The label sent another ten, so twenty thousand dollars on this guy's funeral. And 
his sister came out and was like, I spent 60 or we spent $60,000 on this funeral. Uh, that $20,000 only covered like flowers and stuff. And we didn't need that from him. He didn't do nothing because he said he was going to cover the funeral. And all three of us, I think, have had to foot the bill or foot major parts of a bill for a funeral in the last few years. And so I wanted to ask your opinions on one, how much should a funeral really cost, right? $60,000 is a pretty big funeral. Uh, and two, the idea of, I guess, picking and choosing how much people give to you and and does that make sense like should they just not do anything versus giving you so so much like i i don't get her point on any of that really easy let me i got it let me got it i got it first of all <laughs> funeral shouldn't call because you should have life insurance that's one uh two pick and choose all you want with what you accept from people because they don't got to give you shit. So the fact that you parted your lips to say you didn't give us enough or you told me you were going to take care of it. Yeah, I didn't think you want to spend $60,000 on a goddamn funeral. Uh, guess what I wasn't about to spend? $60,000 on a goddamn <laughs> funeral. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, very simple. I mean, funerals can be expensive. In this day and age, we have to be more responsible. We have to start looking at life insurance. There's really, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in the last couple of years on all levels from young to old. You know, you would think somebody is, you know, that old. Of course, you got life insurance. Nope. You think somebody, oh, they're too young to have life insurance and, you know, they got years to pay. Nah, tomorrow's not promise. Get a life insurance plan, people. I don't know, man. How can you tell? I'm over it. Bye. Um, Frustrated. Bye. I can't name one song by Big Scar, so I don't. I'm not familiar with his music or anything like that. But I would assume, as a lot of rappers are, that he was somewhat in that life. How much in that life, I don't know. But he was in that life, so I actually don't expect him. I'm, I'm stereotyping. I don't expect him to have life insurance. Like hearing he didn't have life insurance is par for the course. With that said, $20,000 should have been more. In fact, she should have had about fifteen to 10000 left after she got that 20000 I don't know. I would ask what the hell was $60,000 going towards, but that doesn't even matter because that's just plain out stupid to spend that much on a funeral. Um, you use what you get. She got the twenty thousand. That's what this reminds me of. I think we talked about it on the show before. You guys remember when Jalen Rose uh, was kicking his sister out of the mm-hmm. house? It, it, it reminds me of that. Just that people have so entitlement. I mean, the people are so ready to spend your money. You got it, so you should give it to me. That is like that is amazing to me that people have the audacity to think that. Uh, I don't have much to say. I, I'm, compl- I'm somewhat, I'm mostly ignorant of this story, but I'll be, I can be ignorant of this story and confidently say, she's stupid to expect sixty thousand dollars. That young lady might be very intelligent. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. But, but no, no. And to, and, and like first said, Gucci Mane wasn't obligated to give her shh. To be honest, he had to give her nothing. But but, um, but I think we've all seen this. We've all yeah. seen. And like my, my thing is like, because you know, we never, people never miss an opportunity to try to flex. So like, was she trying to have it to where it would be recorded and everybody could see how nice they look and, you know, stepping out Fendi down and Gucci down and, and all of this stuff like that. Well, she had to have an outfit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had to get some new jewelry. The re- like, the I'm trying to figure out how you spend stuff. stuff. I don't, I, yeah, I don't even know how, I don't <laughs> you, know, know, how, you, like, how you spend uh, $60,000 on a funeral. It had to be food at the repast, though. It had to and be like uh, crab the bottle mix. service. Okay. Oh, the okay. after party. Like, stop. it had to be something. Okay, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. You stop. <laughs> I mean, just think about it, $60,000. But let's get back to reality. We've all seen situations where people not paying for the service have the most to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen it and it's like yeah. come again and Big Scar whatever his name is God you know rest his soul first of all but at the same time 
like you said, I don't know any of his music. Um, and I don't know what made her think that he was going to be. I don't know. It's so many things. First of all, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit. Like if you, he, he's a rapper. He's probably in that life. Nigga, that's why you get life insurance. Like that, that is exactly why if you're a 25 year old guy and you work a nine to five and you, you, you know, okay. I'm not even gonna say, okay, I see why you don't have it, but that makes a little more sense. You know, like I really don't take that many risks in my life that, you know, something like this, I'm more likely to die this young. But when you out here in these streets, that's when you be like, oh, you in these streets? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. But I got life insurance, so maybe I just don't get it. Yeah, I it, I brought it up because you guys remember, you know, I was planning Jen's funeral and I was talking to the funeral director. And, and one of the things that I, I told them, you know, when they were trying to do all those bolt-ons and add-ons and you should get this and this and this. And I was like, every dollar that I spend right now is money that my kids don't have going forward or her kids don't have going forward. And so, no, I'm not trying to spin and make this some extravagant thing. This is for us to say goodbye, celebrate her life and everything like that. Those are things that she wouldn't have bought in in her life. Why am I buying in her death, right? And so those are the things that kind of was going through my head. And and I just could not fathom, like you guys say, spending $60,000 on a funeral. I mean, that's that's an Obama level, like, you know, who was it when, um, I can't remember who was, who was passed, that they had like a seven hour funeral or whatever Aretha it was. Franklin. Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, yeah, yeah, when she passed, like, like those are the things that, like, I just don't, I, I, I can understand maybe when there's going, you, you have to have such a large space, right, and so there's going to be flowers to fill that space and everything. Like you say, like nobody knows Big Scar like that to be like, oh yeah, we we need to televise this and all of this stuff. Like I I don't get spending sixty thousand dollars at all on this. And like you said, when um, Gucci Man said I'll pay for the funeral, I'm assuming just like for her, twenty thousand dollars is enough to pay for this funeral. Like so, I I don't understand. Fur you're on mute if you're trying to talk. And if not, then you're fine putting extra two, three thousand, five thousand that you need to put with it to because guess what? You don't have to pay twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. So when it costs twenty five thousand, I just look at it as well, that's twenty thousand dollars. I ain't have to spend even a sixty thousand dollar wedding. Guess what? That twenty thousand dollars is it's still twenty thousand dollars. I didn't have to spend if I want to have a sixty thousand dollar wedding and then put it out there now. Please don't spend that much money on me. Uh, unless uh, I can do a T'Challa wedding. I mean, funeral. Like, I want I want to be beamed up and all this stuff and sent to space. If we can do that, then spend my 60000 If not, you know, I want everybody in all white. I want to be beamed up from the ship. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I want. If we can't do that. Z has my plans. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's recorded right now. If I can't have a T'Challa wedding, I don't want an expensive. I mean, uh, funeral. I don't want an expensive funeral. Yeah. But dude, sixty thousand, and then the audacity to be upset. Well, Fendi ain't cheap. <laughs> like Balenciaga charges like nine hundred dollars for a hoodie, and it just says Balenciaga on it. So yeah. What, what I'll tell you who don't charge $900 that is Three Brothers No Sense you go to threebrothersnosense.com get you one of our hoodies for a nice $40 set it out so go do that maybe we should get not Balenciaga on our shirt on the <laughs> <laughs> you know for that same price of one uh, one of their hoodies you can buy hoodies for you and the whole family why not, why not? Gucci has a line that literally says fake like they have a line that's made by Gucci and it says fake on there like they're mocking the people that make fake Gucci but it's real Gucci and it literally says fake on there so that'll be like our version of not Balenciaga let's do it let's do it <laughs> we gotta misspell Balenciaga just so we just don't, don't get in trouble yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't okay. want no trademark stuff cool cool let's do it what you got for it? Well, with that being said, I think I know my question. 
since, you know, like you said, we are the United States. Um, so there's a lot of good things that come with being an American citizen, a lot of privileges. I'll call it that way. But with that being said, with that American ideology and our sense of entitlement as Americans, uh, do you think this American dream, how do you think it plays out on our lives? Like if you look at it, like we're out here chasing all these things, we're entitled, we're going, we, we want to be this great nation. But when you look at things that really kind of matter, life expects any best countries to live in in the world we're still not high up on that like what we're such a great country at least by our, by our standards but how is that is that hurting us more than helping us does that make does that make sense how i'm going with that like it's yeah the, down, I see what you're, down, yeah. the downfall of being americans i mean yeah i, I see what you're saying or like, American dream. like you're saying the the for america to be the greatest nation in the world. How did it become the greatest nation in the world? Slavery. Let's just uh, talk about that. Then uh, under uh, privileged wages, when we talk about Jim Crow, right? So you, it, we became the greatest nation in the in the world based on the low wages and, and African-Americans and hit, enslaved people. Um, and now how do we keep up with that, right? How do we keep America the greatest nation in the world, supposedly the greatest nation in the world? And it really comes down to on the backs of our laborers and and at the expense of our productivity and the thought that we got to work long hours and always got to be at work and we, we got to pay for everything and, you know, healthcare sh- isn't a right and we shouldn't have universal healthcare. We should have capitalistic um, you know, for-profit healthcare and uh, social services are for the weak and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. All that stuff that they love to talk about with the United States comes at the de- detriment of our people. So I get what you're saying. It's like, is the American dream kind of killing Americans? And ultimately, I'll say, yeah, I really do. I, I think the American dream comes at a detriment to our people. It we can go you know you talk about the happiness index and everything like that we can go to other countries that supposedly aren't america uh, aren't the greatest nations in the world but we could be happier right we could move to a ghana or some of the other countries and get generally 80 90 of what we get here in america uh especially if you go into some of the cities in africa or what we call developing nations and things like that and you get everything like, like there's restaurants there there's places to go there's places to eat there's bars and nightlife and all of that stuff in all of those countries right i mean it's no different what happens is it's the media shifts the perspective right they they go to africa they go to ghana they go to uh senegal and they go to these places and they go to the the countryest place that they can think of out in the bush and say here's what this country looks like uh, but they don't go to trailer park america or small town country america and say this is what america looks like so it, it is 100% perception. So I, I do. I think the, the American dream is kind of messing up our people and it's getting worse, right? Because as they still buy into the American dream, they don't think that we need to advance and get smarter about what we do and how we provide services and everything. Uh, and so, you know, ultimately one day, the only reason we stay the greatest nation in the world is because of our money. It's because of our productivity. It's because our people work so hard and can do so many things um, because our productivity index and our our, our, uh, our gross domestic, GDP, gross domestic product is so much larger than other countries. Um, that's what keeps us as the greatest nation in the world and our military might uh, between those. So if any one of those actually messes up, right? China becomes, gets a higher GDP than us and, and starts outproducing us and they get a, a larger economy than us. If the European Union comes together and the Euro becomes larger than us from a US dollar perspective, any of those things kind of mess up and get out of whack, then we aren't going to be considered the greatest nation in the world because any other metric that you can think of, we already aren't. So it's, yeah, it to, to answer your question, yeah, I agree. I, I think it messes us up. Uh, so this is like kind of similar to I think a, a past question you had, Rosie. But I, I feel like Ferg is asking uh, its government's role, or you know, like our politics of this country is like a, 
a danger to us when it comes to the American dream. That that in that in the fact that we're we're I look at the American dream today versus thirty years ago, forty years ago, when now you can you 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 pick up your phone and you see this lavish life. We literally had to watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous <laughs> to look at or Dynasty to look at what lavish life looks like. Mm. Kids are walking around with Gucci and Balenciaga like it's it's everywhere. And so people are trying to live this. They're trying to make this money. They're trying to live these lifestyles that they not be, might not be equipped with. And then you throw in things like how like how we talk about self-esteem now like that's a big thing you know happy that that's not a new concept but the the importance of self-esteem is more it's newer than we would think like they started really focusing on self-esteem maybe 40 50 years ago you know feel good about yourself that's why like a lot of the older people and the way i say it is like with the participation trophies and all these other things like they want you to feel good like are we poisoning ourselves or trying to live up to this american dream we're trying to feel good we're so focused on feeling good about ourselves and the government's not doing a good job of you know like you're saying kind of backing it out backing it up the american dream is dangerous i mean life expectancy is shorter like when you look at other countries that rise with some other developed countries the the way of life you know uh best countries living we're not in the top 10 we're not uh, in the top 10 in life expectancy um, america likes to portray itself like it is and i think that's where a lot of the harm comes we start sticking our nose in business in, in businesses that isn't ours because we always want to come off as this noble fair and great just mm-hmm. nation and you know we've been going back and forth with russia for for decades now but one of the things Russia called us out on it was during the Ferguson riots you know we was criticizing them for how they're treating people and they're like man look how y'all treat y'all people y'all got tanks and stuff in their neighborhood and stuff what are you talking about so we're kind of like I don't think you guys watched uh, what was that show House of Cards you probably watched the first couple of seasons but there's one season where he's running against this guy who's this so called perfect candidate he has his perfect family and like as soon as the cameras turned off for like one of their commercials, him and the wife was arguing and he couldn't stand his kids and stuff like that. That's kind of like us. Like we put on this front, America puts on this front. But when you look within and, and some of the policies that harm us and things like that, um, the American dream can be harmful. I've never bought into, I said this before, I never bought into America is the greatest nation because I don't know. I haven't lived anywhere else. What I always say is there's nowhere else I'd rather live. But as far as the greatest nation, they try to keep that persona up so much to where I think we do a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing. We spend money that we don't have. Like Rosie said, we spend, we, we're number one because we spend the money. We don't really have that money. Like we're, we're going further and further in debt and, and things like that. So we're spending money we don't have just to keep up that image of America being number one. But when you look at every statistical category, we're not even in the top 20. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the the way you're saying the government is the average American household, we're in debt. You know, we have a lot of things that we, we portray on the surface as great, but um, behind closed doors, there's so much turmoil. We don't acknowledge our shortcomings. The Ferguson um, uh, correlation was perfect. You know, we change up the dialogue. You know, it's it's not the same. No, I mean, there's a tank going down the street in Russia, and there's a tank going down the street outside of St. Louis. Uh, is that not a tank? Is that not a residential? <laughs> like, tell me yeah. how it's different. Yeah. You know, are your police or m- military manhandling your citizens? Are there people dying in the street? Is there political unrest? Like, and I'm not even going that, that I didn't even want to go down that rabbit hole. What I'm saying is, you know, we're trying to live this image. We're, we're so caught up in trying to be the greatest nation in the world or the greatest family or reality star. We want to look at, have this portrayal, but I mean, 
the fact that we're working so we talk about working so hard the 40 hour work week and you we've, we've all traveled we've gone out of the country and these people are working a lot less the fact that you have a child and women are getting off a year or, or more for child care that fathers are getting off a little more time to help rear the kids and be more involved there's a lot that goes into that you know um even i think the thing about americans is you the 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 wealth gap is huge but you probably have more people on one side of the wealth gap you know where you might not go to many countries and people like the middle class we have a big old middle class and upper middle class and people who are you know able to move movers and shakers so we're content usually we're the people who are uh that will create the unrest because we're not content with the world that we have with the world we live in and so that's how things change we're, we're, we're happy for the most part we're happy enough not to cause any real major problems the Americans Americans have done a great job of that you know but we work our we work our ass off for this potential to live this lavish life to buy these clothes to buy the house to buy the uh the uh, the car to take to, to send our kids to college to do all these things and at the end of the day we still got to pay for health care we're working ourselves to to death you know the food we're always on the go like we're, we're just not living healthy lifestyles for the most part um i was looking at i think I was I forgot what study I was looking at, but uh, the U.S. is the 46th in life expectancy by country as of 2023, and 21st in best countries to live in in the world. But we got a strong military, and we we got a lot of money, and. It's like, what's causing that? Could could we, if we were number 15, what would life look like? If we were number 15 in life expectancy, would we probably have less money than most of us because we work shorter hours? You know, um, we'll be a little happier. You know, would the economy be better? We're not trying to, we're not trying to buy the world. Uh, it was just very interesting. I'm actually listening to a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And they had a lot of things that just made me think about how we as Americans view the world. And generationally, like I was talking about how self-esteem and uh, entitlement has become more prevalent in the last few decades and how the part it plays on what we want and what we expect and how we're living our lives and that's what made me get to this question. It's like, man, we expect so much and we're worrying ourselves to death if we don't have it. We're stressed out if we can't get it, but we'll work our ass off to try to get it. And at the end of the day, we're killing ourselves for the hopes and hope that, you know, life would be better rather than like life could be good right now. Enjoy it. Work a little less, spend more time with your family and you might have to you might live a couple of another 5, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. but I digress uh, good answers fellas um, God bless America <laughs> in no place else <laughs> alrighty <laughs> let's go ahead and close on out um, <clears throat> I had a great weekend last week uh, my cousin Jay flew in town and I finally got a chance to meet his wife, uh, Alexis Wilson. I uh, had a great time with them. We went to Felt Lounge at the MGM. We uh, we went to the Javante Tate. Can't talk. The Javante Tank Davis fight, and we went to brunch, man. So just had a great time hanging out with them. Uh, just trying to see family more. We also spread out now. They're way in Houston. I'm way up here near DC, and. I forget how long they've been married, but this was like my first time meeting her. And this was just my third time seeing him since my wedding, which was in 2006. So that's how bad of a job we've been doing. But 
in the three times we've seen each other, that's been in the last two years. So we're getting better. Nice. So uh, just want to give a shout out to uh, him and we as cousins are trying to do better with linking up. So that's good. Um, had a great time, man. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, so funny. That's uh, my my family and my cousins are doing the same. They actually rented an Airbnb during Mardi Gras so that all of us can have a centralized place to be and hang out that's on the parade route and everything. So like little stuff like that makes a huge difference, man. Uh, So, yeah, shout out to you guys for kind of making that progress on it. Um, I want to shout out Port City Second Liners, the Second Liner Ball. Uh, I think it's their 15th year or 14th year uh, doing it. did it really big, man. I mean, somebody was there and we were just talking and they were like, yeah, their city would never or could never do anything like that big to be able to kind of make something at the fairgrounds and pack out the fairgrounds and 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 make it as huge as it is. So, you know, just that it it's huge to see the culture of Mobile. Uh, and, and I think the second liner ball is like a really good microcosm for the culture of mobile because they do uh, hit every generation, right? They'll bring in some blues singers and some R and B singers and, and, you know, a little bit of ratchetness with Webby in there and, and all that. So it, it's, they do a good job of catering to everybody uh, that's black in, in mobile. And so I really like what they're doing. So shout out to you guys on that. Only other thing I got, man, is as we walk into MLK, day and everything I just always want to bring up don't let them whitewash MLK Uh, we've had that conversation a couple times here on the show don't forget MLK was on the FBI's watch list like he was assassinated he wasn't you know just regular killed or 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 died of natural causes that man was assassinated um so he was not liked by the masses um and and what he did for our people to advance our people uh it was huge so just kind of throw that out there just make sure you don't let him whitewash it and use his words against us Uh, can i add to that also don't let them put his face on club flyers Shout out to the people who commented on Ambrosia Hookah Bar and Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee, who had a picture of MLK with a hat on and a bottle of Casamigos and a glass in his hand. Apparently, the comments got to them so much to where they deleted the picture and they turned their comment section off. And and that's great. By now, clubs should know better. Uh, But when you see that type of stuff, I didn't want to post it on our page because I didn't want to like have it out there, the image out there any more than it needed to be, but I did see it, and I'm glad that people shut that down. That's, it's just, it's not, it's a boondocks episode. Let's not do that. Yep. Man, I actually stole my thunder because I saw that on another one. But, so quick shout out to um, the comedian Jared Carmar- Carmichael. He hosted the Golden Globe Awards this past week. And he made some people mad. You could see them squirming in his seat. And he he took very calculated shots at the committee talking about, you know, their racist history and, you know, put it on front street. The only reason he was asked to host was because he was black. Like this is their 80th year. 79 years before, they've never had a black host. And all of a sudden, with all the stuff going on. You got a black host and um, you could the funny things. If you watch the clips, you can see the audience. Some people looking uncomfortable. Um, then you had some people that, you know, white and black were like, he's right. You know that, right? Like he's, they, they, they were they were nodding in agreement. So Jared Carmichael, uh, I've really begun to appreciate this young man's comedy um, in the last few years. Uh I've seen a couple of his stand-ups and a couple of clips, but his latest stand-up, uh, he he uh, he came out and to the audience. He had he not, had not come out in public yet. His fam- a few of his family members and friends knew, but it was very enlightening and um, very truthful and open, which I appreciated. And even with his monologue for the Golden Globes, you could tell that he's really thoughtful in his approach so to me he, he reminds me of a young 
Dave Chappelle as far as the way he looks at the world and the way he's not scared to challenge the norm. So keep doing what you do, Jared. And outside of that, once again, happy ML the K Day. Anything we're missing, fellas? All right. Byron said at the beginning of the show, we will see you at the Inspire You. Well, at the Sneaker Ball. And what we got three, three, four weeks. So get your get your giddy up together. Get your get your outfits together. Um, I need to save my nickels and dimes because my my um, we just had this whole segment on the American dream and all these expensive luxury items. And guess who won't be wearing them? <laughs> this guy can't say the same for my co-host, but they're living <laughs> an American dream. Three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.